listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 103, where we will be discussing chapter 15 of Clockwork Prince, Thousands More. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. <laughs> so, um, just a heads up for you guys, we're pulling in O'Reilly and doing it live. Uh, this episode so this is raw and uncut baby <laughs> what's what what's an o'reilly bill o'reilly and he's like fuck it oh. we'll do it live <laughs> okay that was who it was right I, all i can think of is o'reilly auto parts <laughs> and then my oh. kid singing oh. it and her she used to say adam part uh, <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's who it is if it's not then I'm an idiot, and I'm sorry. That's Guess cool. what? I'm not cutting this. <laughs> <laughs> right. Live from Saturday, Monday night. Monday yeah, night. live from Monday night. Exactly. <laughs> I'm uploading this in an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> brought to you by No Makeup and Messy Buns. Yeah, brought to you, brought to you by F Scheduling Conflicts. <laughs> Before we get into anything, we need to talk about Robin's worst nightmare happening this weekend. Oh my god, you're I not woke kidding up me! To that alert, and I was scared at first. I was like, "Oh god, I gotta, I gotta text Robin and find out, and make sure she's okay." And then I just could not stop giggling because it, it's it's not funny. Okay, your fears it's not, are not the funny. Irony, but oh my god. <laughs> Please paint us a picture, Robin. Oh, dude, I didn't even. I was lolling in bed. Mm -hmm. Okay, because my daughter's birthday is tomorrow, but we decided to have a like celebrate her birthday this weekend because you know school or whatever. And so we just had my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law and then their kids or husband or whatever over for a little birthday party. And then Sunday we were going to go to the beach. Mm-hmm. And as you know, everybody, I hate the beach. And do you know why? We've definitely talked about Tsunamis. Yep. I'm fat. And there's either going to be an earthquake or something, a volcano under the ocean, the Cascadia subduction zone. I'm going to die from a tsunami. And I don't like going to the beach because I can't relax. And so I tell Kristen, we're, we're recording Monday night because we were going to be busy all weekend. And she thinks I'm at the beach because she thought we were going for the weekend. Mm -hmm. And so I wake up and she's like, oh, my God, are you OK? And I'm like, groggy. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and then I read the thing and I was like, OK, she's fucking with me. No. Like, and then I look and I'm like, no, she's not. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then I woke up my husband. I'm like, we're not going to the beach tomorrow. <laughs> you have to wake him up or to tell him what you're not doing tomorrow. Ever again. <laughs> there was a literal fucking tsunami. My worst fear came true. We're never going back to Seaside. <laughs> never. Well, like I told Amanda, my thing is it's like it's the instant. Like, I can't get – I can't run that fast. Not like, Have you tried walking in the sand, let alone running in the Seriously. sand? Seriously. When you weigh as much as I do, you sink. You don't – you know, you're, it's, it's not happening. It's quicksand for us bitches. It's quicksand. Dude. Well, and then, like, you – like, I don't walk on the beach with um, 
socks and shoes on because I don't like the way it feels. It gives me the ickies in my feet. So I, I'm always barefooted. Yeah. Why would it really? You? Yeah. Yeah. That's... And then it works like the sand works your foot, the bottom of your foot muscle. Do you ever notice that? Like mm-hmm. you get more tired on the bottom of your foot because you're okay. like. So that's a double. I'm going to get a Charlie horse in the bottom of my foot and I'm going to die. Okay. That's on top of it. But the thing, I was talking to Amanda about it today and I'm like, you know, like the volcano erupted mm-hmm. and they had four hours to seek higher ground before the waves got to the shore. Yeah. It wasn't like an instant like movie theater. Right. 50 foot tidal wave. Well, and especially now with like. You know, if you're if you have cell phone reception, you're gonna get an alert if something happens, yeah. right? So it's not like you're gonna be like, oh my god, I did had no idea this massive tsunami was coming. My, you would know, right? Like you would hear the, well, you, my- you would either hear the earthquake or the volcano or, you know, did you the see thing those is, videos? If- Sorry, mm-hmm. where it looks like there's a face coming out. The um the I I watched one where it was like from Fiji and you. They could hear, like, it was loud. They could hear it. I was like, I can't believe, like, that's, that's crazy. My mind. Apparently, you could hear it in Alaska. There was people <sighs> posting, like, it woke their dogs up and stuff. That's so amazing. Bananas. Well, that and then, it's just crazy. Okay. The earth, Mother Nature, man. Dude, for mm-hmm. real. <laughs> She's like, I said global warming. <laughs> well, I, I told Jason, because, you know, we, we had been, uh, like what was it a month ago or whatever we had like it was like 150 earthquakes in the ocean like at the tectonic you know the tectonic plates or whatever were like moving crazy like a month ago and it was like every few minutes we were having like these minor um earthquakes in the ocean or whatever and i was talking to jason once that i'm like the ring of fire has started I'm like we're fucked. <laughs> we live in the that ring big of fire. earthquakes coming to Newport. It's happening soon, and that's what I'm afraid of. Yeah, me too. That is not gonna. You're not gonna have four hours to nope. get to shelter on that. You're done, son, because mm-hmm. it's right off the coast or whatever. But I was reading an article, and when I say reading an article, Amanda knows TikTok. I mean, I read the headline, oh God. and then I went into the comment section for clues. Oh my God. Why would you just About read what? the fucking article? I don't know. I didn't want to. I didn't, you know. Too long whatever. to read. It was like a, it's this page that has lots of pop-ups and stuff. And I was not in the mood to deal with the pop-ups. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to know the gossip. So it was yeah, like, your I'll algorithm gets more. So then you get more from that same site. Yeah. Right. So I wanted to make sure, whatever. So they were talking about how it was a really big explosion, obviously. And then they were citing this event of this volcano that had gone off in the 1800s and how it like cooled the temperature of the earth down because mm-hmm. there's so much ash in the air and stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's like, I wonder if that's going to happen now. Well, but I don't know how big of an eruption it was or anything like that. I'm not a meteorologist. I, I think know. because it was un- like it was underwater, there wasn't a whole lot of like ash and debris because that's what caused the weather, the climate change basically of, of that like span. And uh-huh. fucked up, like, crops and, like, had, like, massive, like, famine and stuff because, like, no one could grow anything. Uh-huh, because there wasn't any, you know, there's not as much sun to... Fun fact, uh, that, during that time when it was, like, the coldest winter or whatever, the mini ice age that they had in the late 1800s, that is when Mary Shelley wrote Frankenstein. Sorry. 
okay. the year without a summer, right? Mm-hmm. Random. <laughs> I don't Did that happen when St. Helens blew? No, it was St. Helens wasn't big enough for it to like yeah. a- affect global climate like that. It was that, just a little bit of ash, I guess, huh? But it definitely People collected I mean, it. It definitely <laughs> fucked up like crops and stuff because we have a lot of like wheat crops and stuff up in the northwest, right. and we mm-hmm. provide a lot of wheat crops for a lot of the world. Um, and so, hmm. yeah, like all that ash and shit, yeah, fuck up all that shit. <sighs> it's mm-hmm. crazy. Well, at Bananas. least you're safe. <laughs> that was a really long tangent, and I kind of went into a fever dream, and I don't remember really the whole conversation. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. It was good. It was, it was good. really good. It's... Yeah. But man, Robin, I'm sorry. I feel mm-hmm. for you. Because now you're scarred. It's okay. <laughs> I am. I am, but I don't like the beach anyway, so there's that. So now you yeah, have a reason. Mm-hmm. You have a reason to object. A legitimate reason. Yeah, yeah a this reason? time it's real. A legitimate reason. Yeah. It's not and just instead, a hypothetical. We got to go to Ikea. <laughs> so much better. What every 11-year-old wants to spend their birthday doing. <laughs> Seriously. Sure, party was the day before. We did that. <laughs> she got cake. She's about me, girl. She doesn't like cake, but oh. we did bit sugar cookies that mm. my cat ate. Right. <laughs> oh. Okay, I have to ask you guys a question. It's yes. a stupid question, but for some reason I keep thinking about my answer. I love your fucking What do you questions. think the <laughs> What do you think the best profession is like to help you? In like okay, doesn't matter how much money they make or whatever. But like okay, for example, I work at a mattress company. Doesn't really help anybody very often. Twice a year, I can help a couple family members get a discount. Like, what is the best profession that can really help people? That would be like, yeah, I should do that because it'll help me do this. You know what I'm saying? I am like not high, from, like, n- just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe a doctor because it could come in the most handy. Oh, like or, in a non-professional setting, where would your skills be most useful? Yeah, or like I could get you a doctor. discount or something or like, I don't know. I'm just in general because I was thinking yeah. maybe a lawyer, but like how often do I need to go to court? So no. <laughs> I think the most useful would be a nurse because yeah. nurses do the bulk of the work, right? The doctors diagnose and, and you know, do surgery or, or whatever. But like nurses are the ones that like know how to run a line you know yeah uh-huh. when was the last time a doctor drew your blood guess what never because they fair. did it once mm-hmm. in medical school uh-huh it's true it's true yeah i would probably say a nurse or like i just Jeff feel like it's Bezos. the most like general <laughs> applicable like it could help with so many things yeah it's true because they are also like, like nurturing and yeah, yeah. uh-huh I like it. Okay. Good job, nurses. Uh-huh. They're, yeah. Or, uh, okay, so here's the other. I, we're at, like, 12 uh-huh. minutes, so we got to move on. Are you talking about, like, like if you were going to do a community because the world was coming to an end? Because okay. I'd want a farmer as well. Yes. Right. Or okay. someone that knew how to, like, yeah, germinate seeds and, mm-hmm. and uh-huh. plant and, you know. Okay. You know. 
like okay. Kristen. We, we got to make up well, there's got to be an exit strategy to where you meet yeah. at a designated place. So yeah. everybody's bringing their skill set together. Mm-hmm. That's right. Got to like get it. my spinning wheel. So you're telling me we're going to be able to make our clothes and grow our food. (laughs) Awesome. That would be amazing. And they're the ones that, or no, those are goats that eat your grass, right? Sheep probably eat grass too. Just not as well as goats because that's what they're there for. Okay. So (laughs) goats are great for bushes too. They'll just gnaw through a hole. I saw somebody was taking Christmas trees for goats. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Like old people's old Christmas trees. Okay. Goats will eat metal if they can. But that's crazy. (laughs) Normally the chit chat's like a half an hour. Oh. Just so you know when we cut it down. Yeah. But. um, By the way. But. By the way. By the way. Um, Not Robin. (laughs) Amanda has something exciting to share. I sure do. This is from. Lindsay, and I think it's pretty cool, Lindsay, that you have a username that is just your first name. Like, girl, you must have started this early. (laughs) Got this username fast. (laughs) First, Lindsay, yes. Okay. So, Lindsay says the title is awesome. I'm like, yeah. Um, (laughs) I normally hate podcasts, but I love this one. These, I, I normally hate podcasts, but I love these guys so much. It's super real, and it genuinely feels like they're with me just hanging out. And I love it. Definitely give this a chance if y'all want to laugh and feel good. Literal chills. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Lindsay. I I also need to know. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you're fine. You're fine. Um, We read all of them I think right as many as we found I'm pretty sure we've gotten to all of our reviews yeah (laughs) maybe we're not um we're not just reading the good ones like this is everything yeah we're so lucky people have liked us this much we are and I love that how there's so many of these reviews that are like normally I'm not into podcasts (laughs) yeah we got them we're doing everything wrong that's why (laughs) this is not how this is supposed to be I said to I went to Ikea. I had to read the instructions on how to build the coffee table because my husband wasn't going to do that. That's that we were like that for podcasting. Just don't read the manual. Yeah, yeah it's true. <laughs> Wing it. Fuck it. We're doing it live. No tangents. <laughs> don't don't talk about stuff that's off topic. Right. Focus on what you're doing. Be professional. Be professional. Don't playing on their tablet in the background. No, laundry's going right now. You mean yep, you mean you, we shouldn't talk about the order that we put on our clothes <laughs> after we get out of the shower? I had to know. Had to know. Or talk about poop knives? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Listen, throwback bitches. <laughs> we didn't create that. I know. <sighs> oh my awesome. gosh. Okay. Well, for the sake of time uh, and your ears, because I'm going to start cackling in a minute. Um, what do you guys say we cut the chit chat and kick things off with Robin's recap? Previously on Downworld or Dish. It didn't sound like you said dish. It sounded Downworld. like you said something that ended with a K. Brings a whole new meaning to raw and uncut. Just so you know. Okay, guys, the Institute residents are reeling over Jessamine's betrayal and concocting their next plan of action. 
which is hard to do without a balanced breakfast, freaking Charlotte talking to you. <laughs> they need their weenies. The Dude, for real. Cold chicken. We know that's what it is. Get over yep. it. The plan is ironed out when young Master Herondale arrives and strategizes reanimating Tessiman to trick Nate Dog into meeting them and waiting for their shyest surprise. <laughs> Tessa, deep in her love triangle, has two awkward conversations, the first with Will, whom she makes swear that he won't tell anybody about their tryst on the balcony. The second is with Jim, on their way to visit Ta- Jessamine in the silent city. Jim and Tessa hash out their miscommunication, and thankfully, that storyline is laid to rest and sealed with a kiss. Once inside the prison, Tessa and Jim work at different angles and are finally able to convince Jessamine to write a letter to Nate and divulge the details of her midnight rendezvous. When you said different angles, it made me think of that Ariana Grande song about the boyfriend that like fucks her in a bunch of positions and she can't walk straight the next day. Do you, do you know what song that is? Yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> it's called like positions or something, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Something like that. Anyway. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Jeez Louise. <laughs> Holy cannolis. I thought she was a um an idol. What's the word? Someone to look You're up. You're talking to? about the Disney kids. Yeah. She was on Nickelodeon, dude. That's she, two different she things. She grew up, man. Yeah, Nickelodeon. Come on. Yeah. It's different. <clears throat> Oh, my gosh. Well, guys, the Institute is in a state of frantic preparation, um, kind of like the day of a nighttime wedding where the whole day is just like people running around, handling last minute details. But Tessa's the anxious bride with nothing to do until she has to start getting ready at like 6 p.m. And so she's just sitting there like, what the fuck am I like? I'm just going to sit here with my nerves. And she's uh. Oh, she tries she tries to brunch with her bestie, uh, but she can barely choke it down. She's so stressed out about seeing Nate and then immediately Benedict Arnolding Benedict Arnolding his ass. <laughs> Tessa starts to spiral into her memories of Nate reliving all of it and wondering if any of their life together had been real, basically torturing herself. And Sophie can read Tessa like a children's book, so she doesn't let her wallow long before she calls her out like, hey, bitch, your brother's an evil douche canoe, and you know it, so why do you look like someone kicked your puppy? This <laughs> this POS sold you out multiple times. Don't let him take up any more of your headspace. <laughs> like, fool me once, I like shame that on me. Talk. Or shame on you. Fool me twice. Like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> why do you feel bad for this guy? What word do you like? What did you say, Amanda? Headspace. I don't know why. Headspace. Headspace. That's right. Keep it. It's that app, right? There's an app for that? Yes. Oh, I've got a fucking bone to pick with Headspace. I've been using the free version of their app and listening to the one sleep sound that they have for the past two fucking years, and then they just put it behind a paywall, and I'm angry. And you know what? I'm not going to sign up. I'm going to go to a competitor because I'm so pissed off that they will never get my money. (laughs) They weren't getting your money to begin with, bitch. (laughs) I know. (laughs) They're not upset. (laughs) Never coming back here again. (laughs) I might have eventually. I might have eventually, but I'm definitely not now. It's been two years. (laughs) 
their trick didn't work on me, and that's the point. <laughs> so great. Oh, jeez, I love it. Oh. Listen, I never said I wasn't crazy, okay? <laughs> so I, I'd like to... Uh, I'd like to think that reading people is something that Sophie picked up on the parlor maid circuit, like being able to like judge what's going on and kind of like piece people together. Um, but Tessa finishes dressing in Jasmine's men's clothes. Cause that's not a fucking mouthful for their <laughs> clandestine mis- mission. And <clears throat> fuck. Tessa finishes dressing in Jasmine's men's clothes for their clandestine mission, a little less of a sad bitch. And naturally, the conversation drifts to one Mr. Herondale. <laughs> okay, so like the too long didn't read version is the jury is still out on whether Will is evil or not. Like, because okay. Tessa asks her, she's like, so do you think like Will was like born bad? And so he's like, mm, don't know. <laughs> so... He had I horns guess, coming straight out of there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I guess her her powers are not perfect. Um, but of course, because they were talking about Will, Jem walks in. Um, and shit gets super fucking awkward. <laughs> Just in time, Jem. <laughs> so Jem's there to let them know that everyone's waiting in the drawing room, but he's stumbling all over himself because he's too busy gawking at Tessa's thighs. <laughs> yeah because he it says like he busted in the room basically right what if she was still getting dressed he wanted to catch a glimpse <laughs> rude i mean didn't he kind of like a ship has sailed right, right? that's, that's fair I, like what why are you so uh. flabbergasted you've seen the shit in real life like <laughs> been there done that it's fine right? <laughs> Jem manages to get his message across and straight up like flees. He just runs away. <laughs> the most un-gem thing ever. A Barry yeah, Goldberg. He Barry Goldberg's right out of there. Yep. <laughs> so obviously, uh, people are waiting, but no one's gonna go anywhere without Tessa, so she can spare a minute for, for, for some girl talk. Okay. I mean, you can't just not analyze that interaction that most definitely constitutes an immediate debrief okay i'm glad that she's able to do that now by the by right? mm-hmm. and i i do like that she makes a point to tell sophie like you're not just like you're you're not a, a maid to me like like yes you you help me and i appreciate that but like you're also my friend and i need you to like understand and accept that and it's nice that they have that little <laughs> moment together whether you like it or not, you're stuck with me. That's how I feel about you guys. Yep. <laughs> Dude, for real. You guys are stuck. <laughs> you 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 guys have to listen to me interrupt you to tell you weird history facts about things that you don't give a fuck about. <laughs> Sorry. I have to ask dumbass questions. <laughs> Your questions you always make my me gang. think. I'm always like, what the fuck? Like, I never would have thought about that. Dude. Yeah, you guys got to hang out with my gang, my pals, anxiety and depression. Yep. We a package. I'm pretty sure our depression and anxiety are friends, too. Like, yeah. Dude, for real. <laughs> you know those three is, circles if, where yeah. the one has the Venn diagram? Where the three circles? Here's the thing, though. Okay. And I don't know how we synced it perfectly, but if one of us is feeling down, the other two are up. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, come on, you're you're going to get up here with us. Yep. 
And then the circle switches, and then, you know, it's somebody else's job. It is a wheel. <laughs> what, what's the Game of Thrones line? It's a wheel that keeps turning or something. I think Tina Turner said that. <laughs> I think that Journey said that. The wheel in the sky keeps on turning. Wheel and I don't in the know where I'll be tomorrow. Keeps on turning. <laughs> oh my god. You're you welcome to words. uncut, you guys. <laughs> I'm sorry if your ears are bleeding. This is this is literally what this is every single week. Madness. <laughs> yes, madness, exactly. <laughs> So the conversation between Sophie and Tessa is so weird, though. So Sophie's like, damn, girl, he's into you. And Tessa acts all shocked. Like, you think he fancies me? No, bitch. He was just ripping your bodice off two nights ago. But like, no, he's not into you. Like, what the fuck? He's, he's also not the that most into wholesome you. and nice man you've ever come across in your entire life. And you're like, does he, though? Yeah, he wants Me? that jelly. Okay. <laughs> oh, this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> so the second part of the conversation was a long time coming, though, and I'm really appreciative that they got the space to have this conversation about Sophie's crush on Jem. Don't worry, she's over it, and she's totes Team Jessa. Okay. Which I appreciate, but yeah. she acts like it was so long ago that she got over him. It was like three <laughs> chapters ago. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We go by chapters I here. Think, I think she didn't want to admit that it happened like, you know, like, I don't know. Like it was that I think recent? She felt, or like she felt foolish for having those feelings, even though she shouldn't have. Because how could yeah. you not have them? I think it might have been a little bit of... She had a crush on Jem. And then when you, when you have a crush on somebody and there's, like, no way, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger, right? Like, it's not – it doesn't usually fizzle out when there's no, like – I don't know. It's just, like, that unrequited thing, right? Mm -hmm. But I think when, when she met another gentleman who likes picnic picnics – Right. Yes. I think maybe she realized what she felt towards Jem was a little more like, oh, this is safe because he's a safe guy. And I know that I have no shot with him. Be you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it's safe to have a crush on him. And then she's like, wait, but I actually kind of like this dude. I, I think uh -huh. that might have been like the difference between a crush and like being into somebody. So she might be like, oh, yeah, right. that was nothing because this guy's fucking This is real. Cake. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't like, like how Tessa was like, well, there must be someone else. Like, she can't just stop having feelings for someone. Te that's because Tessa Which, can't, like, she, it doesn't compute. Tessa's like, what do you mean? I'm in love fair. with everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Oh, this is good stuff. This is good stuff, you guys. <laughs> um, but then, no, but when <laughs> Tessa tries to dig into Sophie's love life, she hits bedrock. The girl is Fort Knox. Um, but her quick shutdown only makes Tessa more suspicious, like like Amanda said. She's like, mm, me thinks thou mm -hmm. doth protest too much. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, quick sidebar. Okay, so Jem tells Tessa everyone is waiting in the drawing room for her. 
However, in the next scene, when she goes down to meet everybody, she walks into the library. Okay, and everyone is is gathered there waiting. So, either a continuity er- continuity error, right, or complete genius. And Jem said the wrong room because he was so flustered at seeing Tessa and her gams, hmm. her hot and sexy gams. I think it was an gam? error. Legs. Gams or legs. Thighs. Yeah. Okay. It, it's like a 50s uh, slang. I read that as G-Moss, so. <laughs> <laughs> Your grandma's. That's not even how you spelled it. Tessa's grandma's. <laughs> she so must have fun. typoed grandma's. <laughs> yep. Oh, my God. Oh, God. That's great. <laughs> Anyway, um, I think that um, it's just an accident because I didn't even catch it. Yeah, I, good it's one. probably an accident. It would it would be great if it was it was, but wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't that be cool and genius if Tessa goes to the drawing room and no one's there, and then she finds him in the library, and then she realizes that he was just so stressed out and like freaked out about seeing her thighs that he's in the wrong room wouldn't that be fun or he's in the drawing room alone and he's like take those pants i think off. It's on a bearskin rug in front of the fire <laughs> yeah. i think it's funny how like i want to say it's twice it's brought up basically the clothes are so much more form-fitting mm-hmm. because they were tailored for jessamine right and not for tessa who's obviously larger than yeah. her and she's so uncomfortable in it, yet she comes in as Tessa instead of Jessamine. Right? Like, why wouldn't you change into Jessamine upstairs? It seems yep. a to little get... weird. Well, and then it seems like if she was in, if she was Jessamine while Sophie was getting her dressed, she would be able to fit the clothes better and then it would look more normal than her right. being Tessa size and then slimming down to Jessamine and then it's not tied correctly. Mm-hmm. And I know it's for yeah. the sake of seeing her change again and all this other stuff, but like, it just seemed weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Tessa joins the others as Henry is explaining how to use his newest invention. It honestly makes zero sense um, the way Henry explains it. And I think that's on purpose. Uh, but for all intents and purposes, it's like a grenade. Yeah. Uh-huh. What I'm picking up. So Will takes his time looking Tessa up and down. And it just makes me feel gross. I really, really don't like it. Sometimes Will steps over that line into cringy, entitled sleazeball for me, and I just, it's gross. Yuck. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's just something mm-hmm. like, ugh. I don't know, the, the, the long perusing up and down is not, mm-hmm. like, that does not elicit, like, ooh, sexy to me. That is, like, predatory, Right, that's Simon-y like whoa, red you. flag. Like you have no respect, right? Like, well, and the thing is, that narration part is in Tessa's mm-hmm. point of view, and so she feels a certain way about him. So she's like, "Oh, he thinks that I'm like this easy garbage person," mm-hmm. and so he's looking at me in that sort of. That's what she's gonna get out of it. So yeah. it just makes it double. Well, and she's like, she's like, I don't know if it's interest or disgust. Like I have no idea where, like which way if he's coming or going. And then if it was Christian, he'd be like, keep your fucking eyeballs in your head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he like, excuse up you. here, bro. Do you want to lose those? I've got an oyster knife over here that can really 
Get in there. Uh, automaton grenade. And then they're going to go, ah, shucks. <laughs> I love you. But I'm bump. Um, so they have this exchange, um, between Will and Tessa, and I think it's supposed to show that Will is as uncomfortable and flummoxed as Jem is, but he's got to keep up his bad boyfriend and, like, the, like, thing, which I understand, and I understand that context behind Will's actions still doesn't make it okay, still don't like it, but... I'm going to read this exchange because I, I like, I find it interesting. If I could find it. Maybe. There we go. <clears throat> you don't look like a boy at all. You look like a girl in boys' clothes. She couldn't tell if he was approving, disapproving, or neutral on the subject. I'm not trying to fool anyone but a casual observer, she said crossly. Nate knows Jasmine's a girl, and the clothes will fit me better once I've changed. Once I've changed into her. Maybe you should do it now, said Will. And so Tessa does, but like, so I understand that for me, that feels like he's, he wants her to change because he's like, he's like, I can't handle this right now. Yep. Yep. Do you guys get that too? Exactly what I felt like. Yeah. I think that's what the tone is okay. like. You're supposed to think that that's like what he's thinking. I was just caught up on the fact that why she wasn't changed in the first yeah. place. And it really drove me bonkers. So can, I don't remember reading that, together? like, the part, right? Like, did she, so she changed right then and there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. I didn't so, like, she, and realize when. she talks about how now that she's changed into Jessamine, she doesn't have to be holding anything mm-hmm. of hers. Oh, and that's like right. into your wardrobe and pulling out, like, a Jessamine skin, basically. Right. Uh, yeah. Ew, yeah. And then pulling Henry's just, like. Jessamine's face out of a bag. <laughs> the mini face god. Yeah. yeah. And Henry's just like, gee, golly whiz. That's still Super cool. Neat. Dude, he is. He's like, I'm like, are you, you've seen this before. Like, this is not new, buddy. <laughs> yeah. And she's done Jessamine specifically before in front of you. Uh-huh. Right? Gadzooks. <laughs> oh, my God. So Henry explains more about his invention because Tesamin is back and she's not into all of the people staring at her. So she's like, hey, Henry, what's that again? Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, this is how it works. Like, <laughs> And he gives one to Charlotte and he gives one to Jem. Dude, this thing. I don't. I got I it took me way longer to write this script because I got so hung up on the impracticality of the explanation of this device because i'm like what's a mechanical current these are clockwork there is no electricity there is no current it's cogs and and you know uh gears yes and you know shit like that like it's run by oil and like i just and an EMP is not going to like disrupt them. Sort right. Of thing. And like springs and things like, yeah, that's what I, I'm like. He's explaining it like it's an EMP, but that isn't there's no electricity. So I'm thinking like, OK, is it like a because it is it like a demon thing? Because he had to do the spell to animate them. Right. Mm-hmm. So you would uh-huh. think it would be like a magical solution. But it's not. No. And then he explains it like it's supposed to destroy them from the outside. And I'm like, what? 
So is it like a vibration? Is it like a like a sound thing? It's got to be something know. to do with vibration because in in my section we talk about his confuser and it basically vibrates you so much that makes you like you can't figure out. Your brain is just so mush, you have to tell the truth. I was thinking like to me and I, I know like I don't that. know why I had this image, but it like had like basically two ends of a hammer together and that when you threw it it just tumbled around really fast so it like beat up all this like it destroyed oh. the mechanical mechanisms from like inside their body so you were trying to like get it in their mouth their gullet if you will and then it would kind of go in and like bang everything up so the gears would stop working and i have no idea why i was gonna say kind of like that's even um, described like that but that is just what my head was like okay cool well yeah because he like turns it like like almost like you're activating like a flashbang or or something where you like pull a pin so you, you like turn it and then you throw it and he's like, you don't want to hold on to it and you want it to stick. So I'm like, is it sticky? What is? Huh. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Or is it hmm. supposed to like, like, you know, in Too Fast, Too Furious when the the, the, the cops are after <laughs> Paul Hunker and Tyrese and they shoot him with those like, they're, they're like almost like grappling hooks, but, but they're they're not attached to a rope or anything. And they like click to, they like click onto the side of the car and like, hold on. And then they do like an EMP to like blow out the electronics in the car and like turn it off. Nope. You're both looking at me like I'm crazy. Cricket. I guarantee you someone who's listening has seen that movie and knows what I'm talking about. I don't. I've only seen one fast and the furious and it was the one where they're in Tokyo. <gasps> what? You've only seen Tokyo Drift, the arguably worst one. That's my mom was watching. Aren't there like eight? There's nine. Oh my gosh! Right? I mean, I I, am an individual. I just told you I've only seen Tokyo Drift. I'm not interested. I've seen all of them. I'm pretty sure there's nine, and then there's like uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Um, I don't. Calvin and Hobbes. That's what I was thinking. I know. Yeah, there's nine. F9 came out in 2021. That's right. We went. Yeah. They're still making them. And I'm still going and seeing them in theaters. (laughs) (laughs) Paying to see them in theaters. Holy cannolis. All right. You gotta see. Fast cars got this bitch. Furious in theaters. What are you talking about? (laughs) I guess that's fair. Oh, and, and the whole time in her head, she's just Tracy Chapman. You got a fast car. <laughs> I was going, Shut give up. me one reason to stay here. <laughs> Why? Oh. I don't know. Oh, my God. And they just get the re- more and more ridiculous, which makes them even more fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I love wasting money at the theater. <laughs> <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> My husband's bougie. He likes to go to the theater for like the action stuff. Mm. Mine did. We used to go to the movies a lot before we had the young kids. The young ones. The young the ye little Guess ones. What the last movie I saw in the movie theater was. What? Oh, God. Um, Frozen. Oh, I hope it not. was sooner than that. It was sooner okay, than that. Okay. It was the live animation Jungle Book. <laughs> when was that? I don't. It was before I had my son. Oh. <gasps> You haven't been to a movie in that long? Nope. The fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, it's probably been four years for me. (gasps) 
Jesus. We used to have that movie pass thing uh-huh. where you just paid like 10 bucks a month. Yeah. That was the last time I went to the movies is when that stopped working. Yeah. When, when that went bankrupt anyway. because that was a horrible idea. It was, it was when I was pregnant with Lincoln. That's when it was. So it wasn't that long. It was three years ago. Yeah. There you go. Three That's and a half crazy. years ago. Okay. So um, you're welcome once again for tangents that we normally cut. Yep. As we go. <laughs> so Tessa completely changes the subject again. And she asks Charlotte if the message has been sent. She's just like, got to figure out anything I can to get all eyes off of me. Did we send the message? Like, no, we're just all standing here watching you in boys' clothes. Yeah. <laughs> it was just fun. Uh, kind of. But anyway. <laughs> like, uh, what is that movie? What is that show? Punked or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. Ashton Kutcher, right? Yeah. You just been punked. Oh, my God. And Ashton Kutcher runs out in his news with paperboy hat. What's that? No, the trucker hat. Gotcha. Uh, uh, yeah. But Von Dutch. Yes. Oh, my God. You guys, that was, I just want you to like, that was 20 years ago. That's Go insane. Away. Yeah. Seriously. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gross. Okay. So Charlotte tells Tessa that they're just waiting for a reply from Nate. And I just want to know how they sent the message. Obviously, we I find out too. as it comes, like, Nate's message comes back to them by fire message. Does mm-hmm. it, is it delivered? It's, it kind of sounds like the paper flew itself like a bird. Like, literally was like. Like, almost like it was in the shape of, like, a paper airplane and, like, knocked on yeah. the window. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I it feel knocked. like it was sent by, like, uh, like a, he had a warlock send it for him is what I'm thinking. Um. It must have, yeah. But how would anyone, I guess. I don't I, I guess I'm confused. Like, how did they get it to him to know where he was, even if they had a warlock send it for them? Maybe just I don't know how they got it where to, to Nate. send it. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, probably. There's just plot hole right there for me. Yeah, because I, I don't is, know how this is before fire messages were invented. Uh-huh. No, this is a fire because it blo- it fire messages away. Well, it's for, I think that's why I think it's not, obviously a shadow hunter didn't send it to them. Shadow right. hunters can't do fire messages. So it must okay. have been a warlock that sent it for Nate mm-hmm. is what I'm thinking. Cause and Nate doesn't, as far as we know, yeah, he can't, he doesn't have a, a stella yeah. to <laughs> right. make it a, yeah, anything. So I <sighs> think they have like, I'm sure someone like Mortmain has warlocks on the payroll. Right. All the mm-hmm. time. And if he's like, Hey. My bitch just told me that she's got some shadow hunter goss. Yeah. Can I borrow your warlock to send this message to her? Well, and it, <laughs> and it might be something that is simple enough that a mundane who practices would be able to do. Because mm-hmm. we know that there are hedge witches like Madame Dorothea who are not warlocks, but they they can do some stuff. Right. They have mm-hmm. the sight and all that stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also want to ask you a question. Ooh. I have a question now. I'm really sorry, but it's important. On a scale of one to ten, one being doesn't bug me at all, ten being murder by fire, how much does it bug you when someone says that their wife is their girl? My girl. Like if, if Jason was like, this is my girl, Kristen. Eleven. Yeah. Eleven. One eighty one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a woman, not a girl. Well, and also, like, I'm my own person. I don't belong to him. Yeah. That happened to me on my 25th birthday, actually. 
we were downtown celebrating and a friend of ours said that to Andy, like, oh, your girl. And I corrected him because I was drunk enough to do it in front of all of our friends. Yep. I and I was you. like, I first it. of all, <laughs> my name's my Amanda. Name, Lizzie. Okay. <laughs> my friends call me Lizzie. If you're not a true friend, you don't even know that. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, and I'm a woman. Okay. Anyway. Damn did straight. happen gross don't do that to people yeah that's because we don't say my my boy no no we should start a revolution we should start because it. it's infantizing and gross <laughs> strange <laughs> okay so anyway <laughs> the group looks over <laughs> this map that's leading to the meeting location and it's this warehouse that they're meeting in it's like in a really shady location and Jem comments about how this is exactly opposite of how Jessamine had dreamed her life would be. <laughs> and Will chimes in. Yeah. <laughs> Best, guess Will you shouldn't have told, a... said that they should burn, huh? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so Will is like, dude, Jessamine's Tessa's sister-in-law if the marriage is actually valid because <laughs> for some reason he's trying to get her goat for some reason and then um he pulls out some like new blades that he had asked Thomas to order for him like weeks before you know when Thomas was there and um <laughs> he <laughs> I know at first it threw me off he was talking about Thomas and then I was like oh I guess yeah if it was weeks ago it was three days ago uh-huh. <laughs> yeah because <laughs> that's how the timeline moves Exactly. Right. So he thinks that um, these daggers, whatever they are, will be useful to like jab the automatons right in the kisser. I don't know, like in between their joints or whatever. I feel like it looks like an ice pick to me. Okay. Like the kind that you use with a hammer on one end. I don't. Oh, yeah. Okay. I could I see know. that. Okay. Like you have one and then you use the hammer to get in there because mm-hmm. you're totally going to have time to do that. Yeah. yeah, like a steak. Okay. Except this is more like a stabby boy. Yeah. <laughs> so they discuss arriving at the meeting place before Tessa so that they can, um, like, practice being chismosas, like, really <laughs> get their practice on. And because uh-huh. I would too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jem is, like, overly protective about and, like, worried about Tessa having to talk to Nate, which I feel like it's dangerous for her to go there and stuff, but the talking to Nate part, like, why is that the part you're worried about? I think he's more worried for her of like making her, putting okay. her in that position. Cause she, how much she's going to hate it. Yeah. That's uh-huh. fair. And she's vulnerable. Yeah. Well then also she did a pretty shitty job she did. as her dialogue of Jessamine when they were together at the Lightwoods. She did really bad. <laughs> she did awful. <laughs> So then she's going to have to try to, like, she just looked like an idiot. I'm sub- <laughs> If Nate was any smarter, mm-hmm. he would have sniffed her out as a rat. Because it's not like it's this mythical surprise attribute that she has. Like, they all know that she could, like, he knew he'd be duped at any time. Well, and it's crazy. Also, she's the worst person to be in this position because this is Nate meeting his wife in secret and yep. private in the middle of the night. Like, He's immediately going to want to kiss her, right? Like, like that's – I feel like they're not thinking this through of, like, that's going to raise a flag, right? Because we know who Jessamine is. 
Could you imagine yeah. having to kiss your brother so that he didn't kill you? No. No. I just I I just <laughs> stab him in the back. No. <laughs> and she's like, I got the black lung pop. <laughs> I'm sick. <laughs> Fuck. Oh my gosh. Okay, God, so Will is rails. Yeah. Will is like, bro, Jem, my brosif. I've seen her in action. She'll be fine. Okay? She's fine. She is fine. <laughs> so the then Will has to point out <gasps> Fuck. Yeah. Like the last word too. Uh-huh. You know, just I it she'll be fine. That's it. No more. Don't talk uh-huh. about it anymore. That's all I say. So then Will also has to point out that Mortmain probably this just I this took a turn that seems like it's a new conversation but somehow it's fitting in the same I don't know. Anyway, mm-hmm. he talks about how um Mortmain probably put a block on Nate's mind. So even if the Siler, like if they do somehow capture him and the Silent Brothers can get him, um, it'll probably take a while to get into his mind and mm-hmm. get out whatever is real. And Tessa's like, true that, because I can't access Jessamine's mind either. There's a block there. But like, are you a Silent Brother? Like how good, how good are your skills compared to Silent Brothers? Are you well, comparing this- yourself to these guys that have been practicing for hundreds of years? Well, the Silent Brothers haven't been able to, like, get deeper into Jessamine's mind either because if they tried to go deeper, they would break her because right. of the block. Mm-hmm. So it's like if he's if he's if Mortman's going to do that to Jessamine, like, I would assume he would do yeah. that to Nate, who would obviously have more information. Yeah, it's it, <laughs> it seems know. like it wouldn't be very useful to do that to your right hand man, though, because you'd be like, yeah, now go kill these guys. <laughs> and be like, he immediately Who? forgets. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> Fair enough. It's like you have to set an if then in the Excel. Like if they get caught, <laughs> then put the block on their mind. Shit. Dude, I love it. Well, I, I thought they were talking about I, I read this in the car on the way to IKEA. Mm-hmm. And it knew that it wasn't going to be my part, so I wasn't paying as much attention as I probably should have. But I thought this conversation was they were discussing basically, like, what they were going to do mm-hmm. when they got there and they saw Nate. Were they going to, like, tackle him right away and try to, like, interrogate the information out of him? Mm-hmm. Or was Tessa going to have a conversation as Jessamine <laughs> right. to see what she could get out of them first because they weren't going to, you know, they, there's probably a block on his mind anyway. Yeah. So the best course of action is to have Tessa try to like use her great acting skills. Right. <laughs> right. To convince it out of him. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm interested in who did the block. Like can more, again, did, can Mortmain send a fire message? Should he place the block? Did he have a warlock do it for him? Did, Morty come to one of their meetings like how did he how did he get to Jessamine did Nate do it I'm just I just want to know all of the details and we get way too into other details that I don't give a shit about and not this yep (laughs) so then Henry jumps in and he's like well this little motherfucker that I have here will tell us anything because I have this device that will make it happen and he calls it the confuser like i said and it puts out a vibration that just like fucks with their your mind and it just confuses you so much that you don't know what's the truth and what's a lie and i'm like so he could say like your shoes are green and he wouldn't know if he was telling the truth like doesn't right. seem very reliable <laughs> but okay henry it's love you just <laughs> baby shark on repeat that's what it is yeah 
<laughs> it's putting a shake weight to your head. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, Nate will have no choice. He's like, he'll be confused and we'll force him to tell us the truth. And Charlotte's like, Brosephine, stop bragging. Okay. <laughs> Got to figure out our plan for the meeting. Like, we're stop talking about all of your devices, which is funny because he's talking about them to use in this situation. But right. I guess his placement in the conversation is wrong. Sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> so the group collectively decides that they're going to go in the carriage ahead of Tessa. And so they're going to all leave at the same time. Everybody's going to go in the carriage over there except Tessa and Cyril. Tessa's going to walk because that's what Jessamine would have done, which is a smart move. Yep. And uh-huh. um, Cyril's going to follow close behind just to make sure that she's safe. And um, Will's like, cool, we have a plan. But we're totally leaving the Institute unguarded, unguarded again. Like, no shadow hunters are going to be here. Stupid move on our part. And just then, just then, it's like Justin Shime Gem. The doorbell <laughs> rang, and um, at the same time, something hit the window, which, as we discussed earlier, it was a fire message. And so um, I just want to know, like, Char- I think Charlotte went to go answer the door, or maybe she went to go greet the person that was at the door, and Cyril or Sophie answered the door, but Charlotte leaves when the doorbell rings. And I feel like it was similar to when I um, go check the security camera on my phone when someone knocks on my door. Mm-hmm. instead of mm-hmm. getting up to answer it because who actually comes to your door nowadays right it's weird <laughs> anyway so the sound at the window was a flying piece of paper like we said um and i don't really like that delivery i think it was cheese ball but mm-hmm. okay because it said like it looked like i think she even said maybe she didn't i'm thinking of a dove for some reason but it could just be anyway <laughs> it's the reply from nate he agrees <laughs> He agrees to meet in the usual place at sundown, which makes me feel a little bit better because I thought it was going to be like the middle of the night. And somehow uh-huh. it feels like less bad stuff can happen at 8 p.m. as opposed to like 3 a.m. Well, yeah. I don't know why. It's still well, darkness, I mean, but nothing more people good around, I guess. After midnight. I don't know. Everyone knows yeah. that. <laughs> it's fair. Everyone knows In my that. house, it's just TikTok videos while I'm up with the baby. Yeah. <laughs> or Amazon shopping. Dude, yep. Uh, anyway. And then, and then the following Thursday, you come home to a package on your porch. You're like, what the fuck is that? What did I order? Seriously? That was how it was during, like, um, when we closed down everything when the pandemic first started. Mm-hmm. Andy was like, what did we get now? And I'm like, I honestly don't even remember. <laughs> We've ordered so much shit. I don't know. Because you can't really leave the house. It was hard. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Henry is like, oh, shit, we better go then. Like, sundown is soon. And then I feel like this, like, scene feels, it has, like, a play feel. Because as people are entering, other people are exiting, it feels very stagey. Which is weird Uh because it's a book, but that's just, anyway. Mm -hmm. So as he's leaving, Henry's leaving the room, a hooded visitor walks in. And he, like, takes off his hood. And at first, like, Tessa thought it was a shadow. Nope. Silent brother. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And I'm like creepy i don't know but the cloak is cool so i don't know whatever but Want one but too. it's not even sundown yet so like why and anyway just for shits and giggles so mm-hmm. charlotte asks um it's gideon lightwood and charlotte had asked him to come and um train sophie while they're gone and um 
she apparently was thinking about there being a shadow hunter in the institute so fuck you will she was planning this the whole time just know lottie's got this shit okay mm-hmm. this is why she's head of the smart motherfucking institute yeah <laughs> so she tells uh gideon um that they'll only be gone for a few hours and for some reason he's like cool my dad would think it's a good practice for when i run this joint why I, You're he, the good guy. I think he was being sarcastic like okay. trying to make a joke and then like no one else thought it was funny right yeah like he's trying, trying to be also, cheeky like, and I'm assuming they don't want to tell, like, I'm assuming they don't want to tell Gideon the plan. Right. Like, hey, yeah. we're going to go shy surprise these people because yeah. obviously they can't trust Benedict Lightwood. So they don't know, like, how enveloped. Because I feel like Will saw Gideon there, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he did. And, but, and I'm assuming at some point he's probably told Charlotte about it. Oh, and so I'm sure, like, the the pretense was like hey come over and train sophie but then they're gonna leave a shadow hunter and then right and if you said this and i'm really sorry i didn't read ahead but sophie basically va- like it was her idea she vouched that's, for oh that's yeah what i was mm-hmm. gonna bring up yeah i think that and yeah. so i think that that carried the weight to it to be yeah. like okay well if if sophie's saying you know whatever and then i think charlotte really does trust her yeah and trust her judgment and mm-hmm. stuff that kind of that that cloud where it's teetering that would just be like okay well sophie's cool with it than like so that's a good got point so maybe charlotte judgment. did think it was funnier yeah <laughs> she knows what's up yeah yeah he's just like know your audience right seriously that sounds like a joke i would tell yeah. and people would be like i don't know if you're kidding or not and they'd be like you'll what? never know <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what it's like being friends with amanda she'll yeah. make a joke and you'll you'll be like i don't I don't know if she's being serious or not right now. And then she'll just laugh and laugh and I'm she'll never, never fucking serious. tell you. <laughs> you dingus. Sometimes I wait to see your reaction before I tell you if I'm being serious. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> is that funny or is it rude? I don't know. Okay, let's wait and see. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's my daughter right now. Every time. I was just kidding. You weren't. You were not. <laughs> oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like I said, all of the group leaves at the same time. And I feel like Charlotte is really sweet. She comes up to Tessa and like puts her hand on her cheek. And um, she tells her, like, we'll see you at the warehouse. Thank you for doing this. And I think it's really nice of her. And I also think it's crazy that she's so motherly towards these kids. Obviously, they're kids. But, like, she's not much older th- than them. No. Uh-huh. It's just crazy just a few years so it's she's an amazing person so far anyway so um as everyone goes like to the carriage Jem hesitates and comes back to tessa oh crap i forgot to look up how to say this word mizpah that's what i figured it seems like it would be more difficult what does it mean um he explained it earlier it's like saying goodbye without saying goodbye okay okay well i forgot that it was That's in, a joke. I think, the first I book. remembered it. Just kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, so Tessa says that to Jem. And so then he's like, oh, that's so sweet. Oh. He gasps. He and then he gives pants. her a quick kiss on the cheek before he heads to the carriage. And I'm just like, you're trying to tell me Will didn't see that? Dude, mm-hmm. I, right? 
They're supposed to have like night vision and shit. Like he didn't come on. Yep. He was watching. No way he would look away from Tessa. Ran- well, I guess she looks like Jessamine, but still. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Still. Huh. Anyway, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> when you said Tessa, all I could think of was saying Tesseract. Like, <laughs> when I don't. Stupid. Okay, guys. So Cyril asks Tessa if she's ready to hit the old dusty trail. That's a quote in the book. It's not. <laughs> anyway. And she's like, yes. And then she realizes that she forgot to tuck the clockwork angel necklace in her pocket of her pants. Because obviously she can't wear it because Nate would be able to recognize it on her neck. But um, she was going to take it with her. And she's quickly able to convince herself that it's definitely worth going back into the house for. And I do this almost every morning with my wedding ring because I take it off to cook and I don't put it back on. And it's like 50-50 importance. Okay? But Tessa's thought process is more I important than my hands looking pretty. My wedding ring. What do you mean? I can't take my wedding off? ring off. Oh, yeah. I have the um well, I mean I can but like things? if I do I'll I'll lose it. I won't put it on and then I'll forget about it and it'll be gone. Like I take it off to clean it and then I put it immediately back on. That's like all I can oh, do. I don't want it to smell like onions or mm. garlic. Your your ring? Uh-huh. After you chop onions and stuff and it sweats up in there and stuff and okay. I get um I get ring rash really bad if I if it's not uh, completely dry mm-hmm. and stuff. So I bought the, you know, the jewelry holders. Uh-huh. I have one in my kitchen and I have one in my bathroom and I have one at my desk. So the places that I take it off to dry or whatever, it always just goes right into the jewelry holder. I wish I was that responsible. Because mm-hmm. it That's could be right like... there and I would put it down next to it. Oh, okay. I got you. <laughs> like I the hamper and the socks. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. You're that person. I don't even know how we're friends. <laughs> I'm mentally ill. What What am I going to tell you? I'm sorry. It reminds me of um, Butters on South Park. Who's like, Professor Chaos. And like, he's just doing stupid stuff. That's yep. it. Yep. <sighs> okay, guys. When I decide if I'm going to go back in my wedding ring to get it, and I'm like, how much time do I have? Does it really matter? But this is kind of different because um, the clockwork <laughs> angel necklace has literally saved Tessa's life twice. How many times has your wedding ring saved your life, Robin? Right? None. Do you Piece even love shit? me? Seriously. <laughs> All it does is give me a rash because I'm allergic to the metal and I keep having to get it plated. Okay? Because you have bougie skin. Dude, I do. I do. <laughs> oh, good. Anyway, she's like, I need this in my life right the second. So she goes back into the Institute to get it. And she's going into Jessamine's room because that's where she changed. And as she walks in her cheese may I <laughs> once again spot some deliciously inappropriate goss okay she sees sophie up against the wall with gideon quote 
pressing her hand. Oh, shit. And I bet their knees are even touching you guys. Oh, my God. No. <gasps> yeah. Not a thing. Make That's it so stop. intense. <laughs> yeah. And Tessa's like, oh, my God. 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 And she's like, they they said they were going to leave. And she's just kind of like in this moment where she's like, they said they were going to do this, but they didn't do that. And so she decides that she's just going to sneak in and get the ring and leave. And she has this moment where she feels kind of like responsible for Sophie and wants to warn her against getting too friendly with Junior Lightwood. But then she like looks in herself and she's like... I'm going to be like fucked up with Will and Jim scandal, you know, and maybe I'm not in the best position to be like doling out relationship advice at the moment right now. Yeah. A brief moment of like uh, self-awareness for Tessa that she doesn't usually have. She did. That was nice. Mm -hmm. She's like, I'm not the one right now to be dishing out this stuff. I've got my own messed up shit to go. Not to mention Sophie's definitely older than her and has way more experience than Tessa does. And she's like the best way to get over somebody (laughs) to get under somebody (laughs) is to get under a lightwood. (laughs) Yes. The best way to get, uh, get over a car stairs is to get under a lightwood. Mm -hmm. That's our new, that's the new saying. Okay. I promise you I'm going to stop sucking my breath in also. I don't know why I started doing that. And I'm going to, that was it. That was the last one. I didn't Did it like seven times last episode. It's not happening again. (laughs) Anyway, meanwhile, and by the way, every time I say meanwhile, I hear like the cut to Batman where it's like cutting two things. So that's what's happening. Make that sound effect next time so we can insert it in. Meanwhile, our hunters of shadows arrive at the warehouse, leaving the carriage behind and glamoured. And this is one of those things that Amanda was just talking about. There's so much detail about parking the carriage and glamouring it so no one's going to get into it or mess with it or vandalize it. I don't care about that. Yeah. I want to know the other juicy details. Seriously. Exactly. So Will uses his rippling back muscles to ruin his way past the locks. And the mystery gang start the search on the only furnished office. So they, in the gate, in the front door, into the office, whatever. Will, the gentleman that he is, can't help but point out a beautiful looking couch. That quote, doubtless where Jessamine and Nate accomplished the majority of their courtship. (laughs) He said it. (laughs) Yep. Dude. So Jim makes this. Ew, gross noise. (laughs) And then pokes the couch with his cane, which I find a delightful vision. (laughs) Like, he's just like, is it dead? (laughs) And Will's like, why are you all like Renee Zellweger and down with love? And Jim says he's not. It's just the thought of Nate being involved that gives him the gross out. And poor Jessamine is really convinced that he loves her. And if Will saw her, he might even pity her. Ever the heartbreak Herondale, trademark pending, (laughs) Will replies with, I would not. Okay, it's a quote, so I'm not going to say it in that tone of voice because he didn't. Okay. You don't know that. (laughs) He might have said it like that. I would not. (laughs) (laughs) Unrequited love is a ridiculous state. 
and it makes those in it behave ridiculously. All the while tugging on the bandage of his arm and obviously stewing over his kiss with Magnus. Am I right? Yes. Totes. This is what he's talking about, obviously. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly, this is what has him upset. Yeah. Has nothing to he's do with He's got the wrong priorities. <laughs> no. He's got the wrong priorities, okay? <laughs> so Will calls for, like, a creature report update to the room search because he just wants to get out of that conversation. <laughs> And at which point, like, has turned up all boring office expense reports and nothing that can really go off of, which the mission there isn't to, like, search for clues. But if you're going to be in a Morty place, you might as well look, right? Yeah, Blue's Clues, for Mm -hmm. sure. Uh Uh-huh. And the other rooms that are on the wing of the, like, there's, like, a row of offices. They're all empty. There's not even furniture in them or anything. And then at the very end, there's this door that opens up to the warehouse floor. And they're bags of burlap sacks that look like dead bodies, but they're not. They're just filled with loose leaf tea uh, and they can't find anything else. And Jim isn't playing into the facade here. Obviously, at one point, the building could have been used as a like design to be like a tra- tea trading thing. Mm-hmm. That's cool. He'll accept it. However, it's clearly been out of commission for years. But his Scooby sense is tingling because if in it had been abandoned and left to rot, then why, pray tell, is the floor clear of dust? Mm-hmm. Right. Good thinking. Yep. There has to be something going on here that is more than just Justin and Nate meeting up and knocking boots. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Henry calls out the next set of marching orders, announcing that he and Charlotte will check out the next set of offices and Will and Jim will examine the second floor. And there is definitely a vibe going on in response to Henry's momentary hoorah into leader. Mm. And they're like, ooh, yeah. (laughs) Okay, listen. We don't get, like, we get some of it with Luke with the pack. But Luke already has presence about him. So it's Uh not as, like, jarring. But when Henry does it, mm, like, (laughs) give, give me that any day over a guy looking you up and down for sure right well and i love that he's ignited by this passion because he's so upset about jessamine Mm -hmm. yeah like that is completely like he's so gung-ho to get to the bottom of it and everything because he's upset about that well Mm -hmm. because jessamine's been with them the longest right Mm mm-hmm so, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm, I, I think so. So, like, oh, God. That's like. Yeah. He's upset. Yeah. So, Jim and Will do as they're told, and they scale the steps. Like, it's up this, like, rickety, like, wooden steps up to the second floor landing. And in the book, it said, like, what? I was just thinking, I was like, what if Henry saw the couch, and that's what pissed him off? Oh, maybe. <laughs> Will smart ass remarks. He was like, God damn it, not my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, as you're saying that, I forgot that Henry is probably around the same age as Charlotte. And for yeah. some reason I picture him as like a 40-year-old man. Because he acts like a 40 he acts yeah. like a mad scientist. Yeah. He acts like the He reminds me of like the evil doctor from um Phineas and Ferb. Doofenshmirtz? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
I was going to say he reminds me of uh, Doc from Back to the Future. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, just mad scientist. Scatterbrained and everything else. I love it. <sighs> so, anyway, I didn't write this down. So, And I told myself I wasn't going to go off script, but I'm going. The, basically, there's this. Pl- there's a rickety steps. There's a platform. And then the thinking is the warehouse foreman would stand up there and be able to oversee everything that was going on to make sure everything was like ship shape. Mm -hmm. So the guys go up there, Jim and Will, and Will instantly starts to seize up as they like crest the stairs and get closer because he's having this awful, sickening sense of deja vu. Because he sees this body. It's a slim young man with silver hair and dark clothes. And he's laying face down on the floor. Mm. And he has like these bruised looking eyes that are closed with silver rimmed eyelashes. And he's just like, nope. No. <laughs> Put the brakes on. Stop. Mm-hmm. And Jim could like sense there was a disturbance in the force <laughs> with his parabotie. So he calls out to him. And then he like sees this shocked face. Um, and heads over to the man, like, that's laying on the floor, and he tells Will that this man has a pulse. Okay. And at about the same time that that happens, Charlotte also decided to follow them and, like, had reached the top of the steps. And so hearing that, Will goes over to Jim to kneel next to the man, who actually turned out to be an older white dude. Um, with, like, he even has, like, silver chin stubble coming out of his, it's, obviously it's not Jim, and it's not, <laughs> yeah, Will's it's like, not, oh. like, a trick, because... <laughs> To me, like, at first, I I haven't read the books in so long, obviously, Mm -hmm. but I could see how Will, it's like the magister's getting so personal with Will. It's like maybe he glamored something to make it look like it was Jim, so it would be, like, super, you know, he's already threatened his family, Mm -hmm, he's taken his Jensen fin supply, like, he's being really personal with these people. So I think he was afraid of seeing that kind of come to fruition, Mm -hmm. even in something that would be, like, a glamour or whatever. But it's not. It's this white dude. And um, noticing that it is not a gem or a gem looking body or whatever, Will's able to calm down a little bit. And then the man opens his eyes and Will was able to recognize him. And he was this lone person slash wolf that he had seen buying Yenfin from the Ifrits at the den that he was in. Okay. Hey. Do you think you could recognize someone with their eyes closed? With their whole face out? Well, he's saying once he opened his eyes, he's like, oh, I know who you are. Right. Mm. I just like, he was supposedly so out of it and stuff. Like, I don't know. It's just me I could see maybe putting two and two together, but not that he recognized him. Mm. Like, that is a little like, okay. Yeah. So, um, sorry. The person slash wolf, he opens his eyes, and of course, he sees Jim, and he's fixating on him. So he reaches over and grabs Jim's, Hmm. it says, like, his lapel, Mm -hmm. and pulls him in, and he's like, you're one of us. Do you have any of it on you? Like, and Jim's like, whoa, bro. And Will steps in and pushes his hand off of Jim, and he's like, hey. Don't touch my pair bow tie. And then he takes the time to explain that the, quote, filthy powder doesn't work on Nephilim like it does on him. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would make and Jem feel bad. 
Uh-huh. That's what I was thinking, too. And I was just like, when I was reading it, I was like, oh. Ah. Yeah. Like, I know you're upset right now, Will, but probably choose your words a little more wisely. Yeah. Choose your, yeah, what you're saying. You can't put the words back into the, you can't put the toothpaste back into the tube. So Jem calls, he says Will's name. He's like, Will. But he gets this undertone of like, be kinder to this man. Like, you're, you're too far. You're cutting too far. And Will breaks into like the important questions. He had time to explain the difference. And then he's like, you know what? We don't have time. You obviously work for Mortmain. So tell us what you do for him and where he is. Mm-hmm. And the dude's like, bah! <laughs> like, I know where the dude is. Like, come on. Like, who the fuck am I? I don't know where Mortmain is. You guys are useless, Nephilim. And if I had the strength, I'd chop you into bloody rags. And Will's like, yeah, well, guess what, bitch? You don't. And you know what? Maybe I do have some Yenfen. <laughs> the wolf's guy is like, no, you don't. You don't. <laughs> I just think it's just, I love it. So then the wolf guy goes into this flashback of his first high. Wait, trying to get that first high or whatever. And he Chasing says, the dragon. he's awesome. Dude, for oh, real. Yeah. He's like, I saw some crazy shit, man. There's a crystal city, towers of heaven. A crystal like, city. It was a long, strange trip. And Will's like, ooh, that sounds kind of sounds like Alicante, even though I've never been there. Interesting. And um, the wolf goes on saying that while he was taking the drug, he felt like he could live forever. He was going to be at work all night and work all day and never get tired. But then, like, his friends started dying. <laughs> Awkward. And um, turns out that drug, like, kills you. Turns out and when he the said magister- the healthcare benefits kicked in in 90 days, he wasn't expecting you to live that long. <laughs> right? Exactly. You were going to get off probation. Yeah. Well, and he's like, yeah, it turns out that drug kills you. And, like, the more the magister didn't even explain it to us. Like, he didn't say anything he about it. He didn't even it. give us the option. Drugs are no drugs. <laughs> oh, shucks. <laughs> He wasn't like, hey, hugs or drugs. It was like drugs. <laughs> and so the wolf dude was like, he figured he'd just come back to the warehouse to see if there were any, like, there was Yenfen stash somewhere. But there's none. And he knows he's going to die, so he might as well just die here. Like, I'll just, I just decided to lay on the floor and die. Fuck, terrible. Like, I knew it was coming. This, this seems like a good place to any. This must be torture and- for Jem right now. Uh-huh, but he still has his wits about him. Because he's perfect. And he's able to, you know, use the right stuff. And he goes, well, you know, just so you know, like, Mortmain knew what he was doing when he started giving you the drug. And he knew it would kill you. Mm-hmm. And now that I've planted that little nugget of information in your noggin, you should know, like, that Mortmain isn't owed your secrecy. And that you should tell us what you were doing for him like while you were working for the drug to kind of like how about you right mm-hmm. <laughs> revenge yeah telling us and the person slash wolf says that he was like when he his job was putting the automatons to get automatons together they were creepy but the tray was the pay was good and the drugs were better so it was like <laughs> totally worth it 10 out of 10 would recommend <laughs> And Jim's like, oh, okay. So, like, how often did you take the drug? The man's like, I don't know, like six, seven times a day. And and Will's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. 
No wonder they're running out of supply. He's controlling the supply. Like, no wonder, like, we're running out. And Jim's like, man, you're not supposed to take it like that, dude. (laughs) The more you take it, the faster you die. And the wolf's like, okay, cool. So, like, how much more time do you have left? That's not nice to ask the wolf. Ouch. (laughs) That is not. That is rude. Yeah. You're being rude. Sir, wolf. You want your last words to be mean? Come on. Yeah. (laughs) So Will looks at Charlotte like for help. And he's like, is there anything like the silent brothers might be able to do to help? But Charlotte just puts her hand over her mouth and like turns this weird shade of green and just runs down the stairs. She's she can't handle it. She's out. She's out. E5000. And Will's like, "Okay, guess that's a no. (laughs) All right, Jim, you grab his legs. I'll get his shoulders. But Jim's like, no, dude, there's no point. The guy died. And Jim reaches over to close his eyes and Will stops him. And he's like, dude, I'm not going to, like, say the blessing, but, like, come on. The dude is going to close his eyes or whatever. And Will's like, he's basically like, he doesn't deserve the kindness. He's working for the magister. And Jim's like, of course, you know, like. Okay, I said that wrong. Sorry. Jim, of course, can see himself in the man. And he tells Will that they're one and the same. Quote, um, an addict. Like, that's what he said. Like, we're one and the same, an addict. And Will goes, he's not like you, and you will not die like that. Dude. And Jim started to answer this retort. Before they could say anything, the door to the warehouse opened, and they heard this voice calling out to Jessamine. So they ducked down on the floor and edged to the side so they could look over at what was about to happen and get all the cheese made. Here we go. Cheese Moses, buckle up. <laughs> buckle up. Bitches. It's cheese made, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's the title. That's great. I love it. Okay, so make sure that you've read chapter 16, Mortal Rage, for next week's episode. And my apologies, Olivia joined us at the end, so sorry guys for the little baby rants here and there, but uh, <laughs> here's a, that's a little behind the scenes, but if you'd like more, uh, join us, check us out on Instagram at Dish Podcast. <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye! Bye.